Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life, to how to connect with your highest self, and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guests will be clients, friends, other professionals, and maybe even you. So I invite you to relax and open your mind and your heart. This is an adventure we all share. My guest today is Fred And Fred recently went through my five-day intensive workshop, The Renaissance Experience. And during that workshop, Fred had some amazing epiphanies. Welcome, Fred. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Dr. Wendy. I've been looking forward to this for a few days now since you first asked me. So very happy to be here. So tell me something about an epiphany that you had. Well, let's just dive right in, huh? (laughs) Um. I think the greatest epiphany of all has been as you guided me and us during the workshop to connect with our great loving wise one in such a way that it became very real for me. You know, that's an unusual term. Most people are not familiar with that term, the great loving wise one. Great loving wise one. Um, I was uncomfortable with that term in the beginning. It seemed a little, I don't know, a little hokey, but the more I used it, the more neutral and the more appropriate it felt to me. I guess a lot of people would refer to that differently as source energy, as central pillar, as your higher self, as the one, Um, anything having to do with a higher power. So I chose that term because... The typical terms that are used in, by spiritual seekers, whether it be with an organized religion or not, uh, there are certain terms that trigger people's prejudices or fears or concerns. So when I came up with that name, I had to think, what is it within us that is the highest? And I thought, it's great, it's unconditionally loving, and it is unbelievably wise that we have within us, this wisdom we're not even aware of. So that's how I came up with that term, great loving wise one. And it fits. Um, It feels right, and it's been working for me, and I actually speak to the great loving wise one in as many words now. Uh, The more I've used it, the more comfortable I've gotten with it. That's certainly... uh, The first epiphany I had in the workshop was regarding that and how easily accessible it was, especially under your guidance, with your works, with your tone of voice, with your intuition. Uh, It helped guide me to the fact that it's always been there. I've always had access to it. Now it's become conscious. And I am amazed if you, if one relaxes their prejudices and asks questions, the answers almost explode in my head, almost instantly in some cases. 
that's the epiphany right there, that I can get these answers so quickly and so fast. So uh, these, these epiphanies that you had seem to really surprise and amaze you that when you turned within and asked this higher part of yourself a question, that an answer would almost instantly come to you? In some t- cases, almost before I asked the question. It's like the answer was waiting there to burst out. So what, what kind of questions did you ask yourself? Questions regarding past incidents, questions regarding uh, how I should behave or act or respond to any specific situation, uh, questions regarding relationships uh, with other people that I'm having at the moment. And I want to emphasize that it does not feel like I'm asking myself a question. It feels like I'm asking something vaster and much more powerful and wise, although obviously I think it is a part of me, or rather I would say I am a part of it. So if you were to give advice to somebody listening right now that would want to know, how can I get in touch with this part of myself, what would you say to them? You have to quiet your mind. There's a lot of people that talk about that, about meditation, about, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about the now and how you have to quiet the voice of your ego. I think that's the key, is to quiet yourself uh, at a minimum, to sit down, take a few deep breaths, relax, go through the, the classic relaxing your muscles and your body and quieting your breath and slowly putting aside the anxieties of the day until you're in a very calm, receptive, clear state of mind. Do you think it's possible to ask a question on the fly or in the midst of a busy day or in the midst of a stressful moment and still get an answer? Oh, absolutely possible. I think we do it all the time. Uh, We call it intuition. Um, I'm talking about the more formal process, obviously, but the the less formal and and the uh, almost psychic process, that can happen uh, on an ongoing basis. There's people that are deeply connected on an intuitive basis. You know, one of the things that has surprised me and that I've seen so many times over the years with people that I have worked with in their personal and spiritual growth is the fact that they are always, we tend to be seeking for answers outside of ourselves, either in a relationship or through a teacher or through something we read or something that we hear, and seldom are aware of the power of turning within ourselves and trusting that little voice, that subtle little voice inside of us that tells us what's important for us to know. Was that a surprise for you personally that you discovered that part of yourself? I would have to agree with what you just said. Was it a surprise? Yes, I kind of knew it intuitively on the fly, running like you said before. Um, But now it's grasped consciously and totally. Um, So you use it in your everyday life. 
I think I've been using it, but now it's become, it's like putting the thing on steroids in a way. Uh, I think it's a normal part of human existence. I agree. It is absolutely normal. And it's so easy to forget that we have that. It's just that it seems the world is so noisy and the demands are so strong that we tend to forget that within us is this marvelous, this wonderful, amazing source of wisdom and love. Well, I think we're also brought up to ignore that voice, to pay attention to the outside voices, the authorities, the government, the school, the parent, the uh, you, you name it. And we just get conditioned not to listen to it, uh, which is why this workshop was so valuable to me personally. I hope to the others that went through it. I stopped and listened and realized I needed to listen all the time, not just when I come to see Dr. Wendy or when I'm with the Renaissance Experience Workshop. It's, I, it's becoming more and more integrated into my life, uh, into the meditations, into the quiet times in the morning uh, when I stop and just take a breather in the day, just touch base, connect, see what's coming up, ask a question. And you're, and you're using it, which uh, just I admire, which I think is fantastic. You're actually using that tool. You know, the other thing that um, you had mentioned that was an epiphany for you was the power of regression. And let me explain this before you respond. Regression is a tool that um, I use in the workshop to take people back to their high-impact moments as an infant, fetus, child, or even in a previous life. Those high-impact moments that set core beliefs that may no longer be helpful, in fact, might even be destructive. And so in the workshop, I help people access these memories and you you said to me that this was an um, uh, important an epiphany for you is the the power of regression and what you may have discovered for yourself i think i was aware of the power of regression i firmly believe that the core beliefs that we have that seem to govern our entire life were primarily uh, made or set when we were smaller or very small when we were under five years old, probably. I think these beliefs, I used to think, were almost inaccessible. Uh, through this workshop, the epiphany I had is that they're not far away at all. They're alive and burning brightly uh, it's, in it's, every moment. You know, you've heard the phrase, you can't go back. And you can't go home again? You, you can't go back to your childhood. But in, in yeah. reality, you can. You can go back and you can change your perceptions, your understanding of it through using your adult perception and the perception of your higher self, your exactly. great loving wise self. So, Fred, what decisions did you discover you had made through going back in regression? Where did you go back to? How old were you? Um, and what did you discover you had decided in how you wanted to change it? Well, one of the most amazing experiences was feeling that I went back into the womb and actually had consciousness and awareness of some of the things that were going outside, you know, in my mother's life at the time, picking up her 
emotions, even her thoughts in a manner of speaking, her, her attitude or feeling towards things, um, to realize that I'm just this little unborn human and I have no idea at when as I sit here now, I'm sure I could go back and figure it out uh, how developed I was, but I was extremely aware of what my mother was thinking and feeling and absorbing it like a sponge into my own sense of who I was and what was real about the world. So what decisions did you make during that very vulnerable, fragile time in your development? Having no other source of reference, my mother was feeling uh, helpless. She was feeling uh, kind of trapped. And so that feeling permeated me on a level that I wasn't even aware of till I went and saw you, Dr. Wendy. This feeling of being trapped and helpless really suffused me at a very, very base level. So if you felt trapped and helpless, it's likely that you took on a core belief that you were helpless. Did that, and that core belief, if you took that on, would then become a pattern of how you would act and react and think after that. Yes, absolutely. And, but going through the regression, I went to a state where I could actually feel the moment of impact, the moment when I first felt that feeling. And it was not that difficult. It was, uh, it came almost like it wanted to be known, like it almost pushed its way into my awareness. So with a little bit of encouragement and your skills, obviously, uh, went through that particular uh, moment and several others. So you actually went back to an actual moment in the womb where you could feel it as though it were in the here and now. Is that what you're saying? As I'm seeing, breathing, and, and feeling the hard table here under the microphone, exactly that's how I felt it. So that's pretty amazing to have that tool and to be able to, to have the courage to go back and look at something at a time when all of us are so fragile and, and vulnerable. You know, I talk about warrior spirit, as you know, a lot. And first of all, I want to say I admire you for having the courage to go back. Most of us are scared, really, to go back and look back for fear of what we might find out about ourselves. And yet, there's a point where courage no longer becomes the uh, the driving factor. It's the what I was feeling was that I just can't do this anymore. I can't live my life like this anymore. I'm just I can't take it anymore. I've got to do something to change it. And I, I literally sat down and said a prayer and uh, said, "Show me how to change." these things within myself that I cannot seem to be able to reach, like trying to kiss my own elbow. I could not do it. It was very frustrating, and I was getting quite angry, actually. Uh, and I sat down and, and literally said a prayer, please help me find a way to access these things and help me to change so I can rebuild the kind of life that I know I'm capable of building. 
You know, there's a phrase that I have from the ashes of your despair arise the phoenix of your truth and joy. And the the ashes of despair can be our, our anger, our frustration, our shame, our grief, our hurt, our senses, sense of loss. And you used it perfectly. Instead of taking those feelings that you had about your life and trying to run from them through drink or some other kind of addictive behavior, you chose to face it. You chose to use that despair and all those feelings and your anger to say, show me the way. You went to your great loving wise self, whether you realize it or not, in prayer and said, show me the way, show me what to do. And you got an answer. And part of your answer was meeting me and coming to the workshop and learning the skill of regression. Right, I did. And and thank you for, you know, the compliment of the courage. But let me emphasize that I banged my head against the wall (laughs) for many years before I came to this point of courage. Sometimes it takes years to get to that place. You know, we humans are really capable of of escape, right? Endurance. Yeah, it feels like my life has been one of endurance. And, uh, mm. So uh, things are changing, and I need to emphasize that people around me are starting to notice it too. So when you did these these regressions, and yeah. you used your, your great loving wise self to ask the questions and to get that energy and that courage to get there, you discovered that you had this thought that you're trapped and that you're helpless. So when you saw that through your adult mind and through your great loving wise self, you could see what? What could you see about that little Freddy, that infant yet to be born? Well, I could see that I had absorbed an, a conclusion. You know, I, I'm a limiting belief, if you want to call it that, that was not valid and is not valid for me now. I I am not my mother. I am not in a very difficult situation. Um, I've carved out uh, a life where I can actually take action, and these thoughts and feelings that make me feel as though I'm trapped, um, which I create more trappedness for myself, if I can make up a word, um, so you I, recognize your patterns of, that all came from this decision when you're in the womb, patterns of behavior that followed you through your life. Before I was even war- uh, born. It's amazing. So that was a huge epiphany. Uh, I understood that it was possible, but I, until I went through the experience and felt the awareness of my little self inside the womb uh, it totally amazed me. So you were able at that moment to make a new decision. The old decision being I'm trapped and helpless. The new decision being I'm... I can create my life. I can, I can whatever situation I'm in, I can work my way through and out of. I have the power to do so. And you've been doing that, exactly that. Exactly. And it's changed uh, your personal life, changed your relationship, your marriage, your work. It's not dramatic. It's subtle. It happens on little steps 
day to day you know like the Sahara Desert was built one grain of sand at a time so they say uh, the same way you start changing your life instead of heading in one direction you the life is now heading a slightly different direction but after a period of time you end up in a very significantly different place and then the direction keeps changing more and more every day as it starts to build upon itself I'm really excited to keep going and see what happens next it's an adventure isn't it it is now <laughs> at first it seemed like a cry for for help and now it's become an adventure absolutely in every sense of the word you know earlier uh, you were talking about another uh, epiphany that you had called um, during a process uh, I call getting a truth which is where the realization of your worthiness and safety and innocence uh, whatever you need to know about yourself becomes much more real and integrated into your mind body spirit are all part of you would you like to comment on your experience of the, of that process of getting a truth i'm actually still processing that um is that powerful it's that powerful um I don't have the exact words to articulate it. Is it possible, Fred, that that experience then transcended that which is logical and easy to talk about into a realm that what I call the wordless experience? Let me try. Let me try a word. Okay. Because okay. the images that, and the experience that I was going through as we did this truth experience, getting your truth, was extremely intense. Um, we were helping each other in the workshop individually, one by one. We took our turn. And another epiphany, I could literally feel the energy of the other people helping me get through this. Not only that, uh, I could feel the energy of others helping me, Dr. Wendy and, and others that we're not even there okay uh, and they pushed me through an internal resistance that was humongous almost survival level resistance to getting this truth I was so latched on to this limiting belief as a person latched on to a life uh, what do you call it? life vest um, to let go of that life vest seems to as though you're just going to sink and drown but to get the truth was finally letting go of that life vest that was I thought holding me afloat and finding out I was standing in waist deep water all along <laughs> without uh, realizing it realizing it right now my experience was very visual and internal uh, visualize your heart inside a concrete fort and the truth that came out actually shattered the fort and the light that was my heart my ability to love literally shattered the fort with a force that was coming behind me helping me to push it my great loving wise one the other people around me uh, this all uh, to a lot of people, this might sound very uh, 
you know, kind of hokey. But it was a very real experience. I could literally feel the protection around my heart that I had built up break down and crumble under the force of this experience. And it has held. It, it has not reformed itself. The, the crumbled bricks of the fort have not risen up and come back and rebuilt the walls. It's literally held and I can I feel different as I go through the day. I feel like a different person. You know, and I'm so happy that you have that experience. You know, I call it building your foundation, that which is the basis of who we think we are, has to be strong. We can't just keep trying to uh, paste up over the broken parts of our our past. And getting a truth for you was building a, a greater and deeper foundation for you that you can live with rather than trying to escape from the broken parts, as, as most people do, most of us do. So I um, want to thank you, Fred, so much for sharing this, this, this intimate part of your experience in life. And uh, we're going to talk again. Thank you for being here. Okay, sure. And I hope this helps anybody that's listening. Uh, it, it has been an intense several months of my life, but I would do it over in a heartbeat. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Thank you for listening. Remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you. Thank you.